According to the ICD-10, the World Health Organization's Diagnostic Manual, personality disorders consist of deeply ingrained and enduring behaviour patterns. Such behaviour patterns tend to be stable to encompass multiple domains of behaviours and psychological functioning. They are frequently, but not always, associated with various degrees of subjective distress and problems with social functioning. To put it another way, wherever you go, you take yourself with you. Unfortunately, there are very real problems in the way that psychiatry has developed and ultimately settled upon the notion of personality disorder. But that doesn't mean we should throw the baby out with the bathwater. If nothing else, the current medical diagnostic framework gives us a starting place to build upon as long as we don't allow ourselves to become complacent and simply settle for the current medical diagnostic status quo. According to the British Psychological Society, it's widely accepted that psychiatric classification of personality disorders is unsatisfactory, but it provides a common terminology that's essential as a starting point for clinical communication and further research. It's all part of a much longer timeline. Modern mental health services have inherited a legacy from the past, and the diagnoses we use are part of that legacy too. It's always worth remembering that the services we deliver in 2017 are not the end of the road. In fact, far from being particularly advanced in our culture and understanding, we're probably very primitive today compared to what will happen in the future. As I often say to my students, it's only 2017. Moral defective was a relatively common diagnosis in the early part of the 20th century. It tended to result in long-term or even lifelong incarceration in an asylum. Criteria for the diagnosis, moral defective, included childbirth out of wedlocks or unmarried mothers, petty crime and homosexuality. Even back in Edwardian England, it was apparent that the diagnosis had little to do with actual disorder, had a great deal to do with social ideas about acceptability, deservingness and expediency. In 2017, the diagnoses that make up personality disorders do depend upon ideas of acceptable behaviour and social value judgments, just as surely as their Edwardian predecessors. There are no blood tests for personality disorder. Neither are there any physical examinations. In point of fact, there's no particularly reliable evidence of personality disorder as medical conditions at all, hence the controversy. What we have instead are judgments about behaviours. Some behaviours are thought to be normal and some abnormal. However, there remain no more than behaviours and coping strategies. Alongside these, we have judgments about all sorts of emotions that are normal and the degree of emotional control that people are expected to exercise. People who fail to live up to expectations of psychiatric manuals 
either because of thoughts, their feelings, or their behaviours, are labelled as having a personality disorder of one sort or another. Of course, there is nothing wrong with trying to understand the people we work with. Such understanding is vital if we truly are to help them. People do have different personalities, and those differences really do present particular issues for mental health. The more we know about those issues, the more we can help. So there is value in classifying different personality traits and types, because it helps us to work with people. However, when personality classifications become value judgments and decisions about deservingness, it becomes a very dangerous situation. My own view is that personality disorder understanding is crucial, but we must keep it in perspective. We must not make judgments about a person's worth or write them off as incurable. After all, we're not meant to cure personality. Think about it. If you became depressed and needed mental health care, you wouldn't expect the care team to try to change your personality. You'd want help with your mood. It's the same for people with personality disorder. Their personalities may make them more prone, more vulnerable to some problems than others, but that doesn't mean we need to change who they are. We treat the problem, not the personality. Disordered or not, really, the work of mental health services can be boiled down very broadly into treating, preventing, or alleviating four types of problem only. These are anxiety, depression, psychosis, and dementia. We can, however, treat these problems far more effectively when we understand the personality, the vulnerability of these individuals. It's my earnest hope that the legacy we leave for future generations of mental health service providers will be focused upon understanding personality vulnerabilities without value judgments. I'm Stuart Sorensen. You can find me at www.mindthecaretraining.com. Thank you for watching.